I have been selling this book, Zanaz Lee and Wan Chun Hong's Guide to Indie Filmmaking, which is published by MPH. For a while now, it's a really good book. If you want to be a filmmaker, whether it's for YouTube, social media, TV, film, cinema, whatever, this is the book to get. I'm going to make it more accessible and more affordable to all of you because I believe that everybody needs to become a filmmaker. The more filmmakers we have in the world, I think this world will be a better place to live in. Now it's available as an electronic book download on my website, I'm gonna link it here. It's really cheap, it's really affordable, it's only five ringgit if you wanna get the ebook version, okay? Five ringgit, it doesn't really cost much, right? It's just a little bit of something for me. I mean, it did take a lot of work to write. Each chapter of this book talks about one part of the filmmaking process. And for each chapter as well, I interview a local filmmaker. It's only five ringgit, it's only five ringgit. You're watching and listening to the Fat Billion Film Club and I'm assuming I'm Zan Asli. And I'm Shaolin As usual, every week we listen and uh, we watch. We watch a local film and we review it. Mm. And this time around, we're reviewing a film made by a Malaysian director. Uh, based in Taiwan. Yeah, and... Uh, Hello, Tape. Hello, Tape. Or the Matsali called a tapper. <laughs> Okay, you, uh, so we watch. Ah, we watch. Hello, Tape. We watch Hello, Tape. Yes. Or, or the Matsalis like to call Tapir. Tapir. Mm. It's a Tapir. Okay, but Ta it's not a Matsali show. Tapir. It's a Taiwanese show. It's a Yao Chi Tapian show. Ah, by a Malaysian director. Malaysian director. So who that's why we are reviewing in, in Taiwan. But never mind, Ken, still Ken. If we can review Michelle Yeoh, we can review. No, he's a Malaysian director. It's fine because yeah, because I would I would review a Chai Min Liang show, you know. Yeah. Um, and Chai Min Liang also went to Taiwan. Yeah. So this flow also went to Taiwan. Yeah. You know. Okay. So why would, why would he go to Taiwan? Why not go to China? It's a big conflict, you know. Some people think China better than Taiwan, Taiwan better than China, and then those who like China, they suddenly they don't like the Mandarin that is being spoken in Taiwan. Okay, but we're not you know? here to discuss yeah. that. We are here to discuss Hello Tape. Yeah, but when you watch a film all kinds of social issues will come up mm. if you are going to critique and analyze the film. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, in that movie, I'm, I'm very happy to say that there was a Malay song that the, all the, the, the Taiwanese fishermen were singing. Mm. I've never heard of that song before. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. So, okay. Let's see. Hello, Tape. What's it about? Okay. So, Hello, Tape is about a little boy who has recently lost his father or his father is lost. At sea. sea Because they live in a fishing village And the, the father is like a fisherman like, With those, a boat the, Those real fishermen that go deep sea fishing one ah. With the big boats you know yeah. ah. the, the cool fishermen no. <laughs> Not the ones that go to a fishing pond Pay and 20 ringgit and then whatever you catch can bring home cook man. Uh, ah. This one he actually goes into open water In a boat sure. and everything Epic band yeah like so, The macho fisherman ah. Like the one that George Clooney and, and Mark Wahlberg act mm. in, uh, in, in Perfect Storm So okay his father is lost yeah. at sea And he's I guess trying to deal with it uh, so at the same and time you also see how the he's adults, a little kid right he's a little kid he's yeah. like nine yeah and you also see how the adults are sort of dealing with it so the father uh, has been telling him the story about 
a creature, a black and white creature with an elephant's nose that uh, goes around at night Bo- body of and, a pig. Eats, uh, and eats people's nightmares. Yeah, no, no, I like so, the description of the tape. It's yeah. so mystical. Yeah. Uh, what, what, a nose of an elephant, body, body of, of a pig, pig, ears of a rhinoceros. Hmm. It's quite cool. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, he wants to go into the forest. The father has promised him that they can go deep into the forest to find this creature. Uh, but obviously, the father is now missing, so he wants to go find his creature himself. So he tries to get like help from his friends la, and stuff. But at the same time in the story also you see the progression of the realities, la, how the adults are dealing with it. Um, Basically they mother, declare his father dead. His la. mother who is uh, separated from the, the father comes back. has come back and she's helping to like decide what to do. Like sell the boat, don't sell the boat. And then they live with their... He, he used to live with his grandmother and his father. So now his grandmother is also like picking up the clothes. La, what, la. But nobody is telling him. That hey, the father maybe is ah, dead. your father died already, you know. Uh. They're just doing all these things without But the thing is, telling even, him. even the grandmother is in denial that the son is ah, dead. So, it's, it's complex, ah, which I guess um, loss generally is. So, that's what the film is about. Yeah. Um, what do we think of the film? What did you think about the film? You can go first. Why? Because I always go first, and Do then you, you just dismiss my so, opinion. So I go first, and then you dismiss yeah. my. Yeah, we can what? take turns dismissing uh, each other. That's okay what healthy ah. relationships are about. It, it's okay. Um, it's a very nice story, very nice premise. Supposedly heartwarming, and there were some heartwarming parts. Uh, there were some heartwarming parts. There were some surrealist parts. Uh, there were some. Uh, I think the closest you want to you want you want to make a comparison would be a film by Liu Singtat lah. But <laughs> but but. Um, this one is a little bit more simplistic um, that. and more uh, more simplistic, more commercial, more mainstream lah. The the storyline and all that because when it comes to the heartwarming parts of this little kid trying to understand that his father's mi- missing, uh, how uh, the the ex-wife comes back and the, the ex-mother-in-law at first doesn't really like her but then saw that she's doing so much and then they kind of like at the end they reconcile their relationship you know and they, they actually Actually, they, they, they eventually become happy at the end, right? Uh, to me, it felt very Hollywood, lah, right? It's a nice story. Uh, done really well, shot really well, nice acting. Um, I think the, the... What's the name of the director? Kesvin. Kesvin. Ah, the Malaysian director, right? Uh, I think he wrote a nice story. He directed it well. Um, but a little bit too mainstream for a premise like that. I would have wanted it to be maybe a little bit more. Um, see, I'm not good with words. Uh, I want to say a little bit more quirky, but it didn't come out quirky enough because the premise makes it sound like it's a really, really fun, heartwarming, and quirky story. A little bit quirky, but not enough. It was like he didn't know how to make it quirky enough, right? Mm-hmm. That's the only. Now I'm. I'm actually. It's quite high standards, lah. I'm. I'm giving it very high standards, lah. Right? It's actually a very enjoyable movie. I really enjoyed watching it. But if you wanna, if you wanna, like, since it's such like high standards, right? Uh, these are the things that I would say about the film, lah. Right? Uh, yeah. Could be. Should have been a little bit more quirky, lah. Yeah. And I like the setting, the town in Taiwan and all that. Um, you don't look at. You don't see it as Taipei. You don't see like the world's third blood tallest building or whatever, you know. Uh, you don't see his a- mother lives in Taipei though. Yeah, but you don't see and Taipei. It's gonna go back to Taipei. Yeah. So it's in set in like a different 
a different place. Yeah, but, but you don't see Taipei. Mm. You don't see a you don't see a parliament where people throw chairs at each other. <laughs> you know, you don't uh, see those night markets that you always see when you see cutaways of of Taipei. You know, um, yeah. Okay, so mm. I don't think it was intended to be quirky. Um, from the get, I think the story was meant to be feeling uh, all about the fulfillings. But it's so, an animal that eats people's yeah, yeah, nightmares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So I think yeah. the the point of the animal was really just to um, illustrate how a child processes. Yeah. I, I understand loss. that. Yeah, yeah I okay. understand that. Yeah. So I didn't feel like it really needed to be quirky. So in saying that, I thought simplistically that the film was uh, great. Um, mm. It was actually quite heartwarming and. Um, it it was it very is, yeah, it, it was just nice to see a film that because usually if you see it from a child's perspective you only see the child's perspective or if you see the film from an adult's perspective you only see it from the adult's perspective but this one kind of blended both and I kind of appreciated that because you could see the grief on all sides um, from the mother I don't really know it's a bit complex for me when it comes to the character of the mother not the grandmother like the grandmother we get it she lost her son but for the mother, the the grief seemed a little bit complex because we don't really know. We know that she went to, to Taipei and we know that she's got someone else now in Taipei. Gonna get married. Uh, but it's not really clear why they separated, how they left things. Does she hate this guy? Does she actually like, you know, did they separate when she went to Taipei? There's very little backstory to give you context of what her relationship with this lost man was we know that she's back now because of her child and she's really doing all this because of the child and also because of I guess her former mother-in-law lah. so it shows that she's a decent person but we don't really know in retrospect how she feels about the lost man you know so um, what we do know is that she's not really helping the kid process his grief or much of anything because she doesn't really communicate with him other nobody than helps the kid surface thing process and anything thus yeah the kid is basically left alone with his friends who in their own way are helping him lah because mm. he says like I want to go into the into the the jungle and the forest and I want ha. to find a tapi and his friends like okay we'll come yeah. with you and then first day they're unsuccessful then they said okay maybe we, we need paint to ourselves. Uh, paint ourselves because so, they like shiny objects ha. so they try to help him get shiny objects and it that's where that's where I feel that it wanted to be quirky but failed lah. Mm, maybe ah, lah. You know yeah. all that, that children part in the in the jungle, the blowing the bubbles mm. and you, you know yeah. I thought that the children part was really um, it's actually quite sad because it really shows the desperation of this kid trying to find uh, the tape in order to get answers about where his father has gone. And at the same time, there's so many things happening that are beyond his control, you know. His father's boat is being sold, his father's stuff is being packed up, nobody's explaining anything to him and there's nothing he can do about it. So this finding the tape was really just the one thing he could do to maybe find his father again, whom he was clearly very close to. So it was sad lah, it was just really, really, hmm. really, really sad for me. The entire show, uh, for me, felt like it was just meant to be sad. But I like the fact that it wasn't done in a super like emoting, uh, drab uh, way and it really depicted for me what a child's sadness looks like. It's a little bit confusing, it's a little bit mystical, it's uh, unfamiliar, la. unfamiliar for children to 
be able to process such a huge emotion. I mean, forget children. Sometimes adults also have, you know, trouble processing grief and sudden loss. What more like a nine-year-old child who is expecting his father to come back? So, uh, yeah, I thought it was it was really well done. Um, I it was a little bit long at parts. I didn't think it needed to be that long. Uh, but other than that, it was it was good lah. I thought the acting was really good on all fronts. Um, the kid was especially the two friends not so good. good. His the two, two friends, friends lousy. Were kind of yeah. two dimensional in that they only served the purpose, which is which was to help him do whatever they wanted. Other than that, they didn't really have there's no real real purpose to them lah. But yeah, it was it's a good film. Yeah, it's um. I would say. If this film was made in America, it would be the the typical film that would be nominated for an Academy Award, mm. uh, but would never see the light of day at like Berlin or Venice or <laughs> Cannes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I but I think that was also the intention. He wanted to make a mainstream film, mm. uh, so that it can be distributed everywhere. Uh, Perhaps. Yeah. But like I said, the children part lah. That one was I I saw that like, he was trying to make it quirky, make it like like. Like Roddy Doyle's, uh, Roddy Doyle, ha ha ha. You know the the book where he wrote, uh, he, he wrote a novel from the perspective of a five year old. Mm. It's very quirky, very very quirky. So I thought that he was trying this, Kathleen. Kathleen. I thought he was trying to do that also lah. But maybe maybe like what you said, he was trying to show all the different perspectives from the adults, the grandmother to the ex wife and all that. That he lost its quirky. Ah, so bit. Uh, lost focus a bit lah. Mm. You know. Um, Know. Okay. But actually, everybody liked the kid. Everybody cared for the kid, including the people at the docks who was dismantling the father's boat. Yeah. Because they were dismantling it, and then he came and he got really angry at them. Why are you dismantling my father's boat? And the uncle was like, stop. "Okay, let's stop. Let's stop. Let's just stop doing it today. Mm. Let him go into the boat, you know." And then the kid mm. just went into the boat and, you know, mm. emo lah in the boat. Uh, so, would you tell people to watch the film? It's still showing in the cinema. Ah, uh, go lah, watch. Yes, yeah. go watch the film. Go watch, but don't expect uh, Mandarin that's, that's pronounced like because it's not China Mandarin, it's Taiwanese Mandarin. Mm. Uh, the, and there's the, a Malay song. The real democratic, the real democratic Mandarin. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. Alright, so yeah. like this video, don't like this video, follow us on all our social media platforms. No, I'm actually oh, interested. No, no I, I just came to my mind. Okay. I, I'm kind of interested to know if Malaysia is going to claim this guy as being Malaysian. Because recently, uh, if you've followed the news, there's that uh, Times photographer Price who's photographer. a Malaysian, Marcus Lam, or whatever. Yum. Right? Yum. Yum. I'm saying. Um, he won a Pulitzer Prize. Everybody claiming he's Malaysian. He is Malaysian, lah, right? But if you hear his interviews, all he speaks like an American. Mm. You know? Um, then there's Ronnie Chang who's gotten a special on Netflix, his second special on Netflix. Yeah, we should yeah. review that too. Are uh, we claiming he's Malaysian? He's, he claims he's Malaysian. Uh, get out of here, we can review yeah, that as well. He's not like, 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 like this, uh, what, Kashvin? Mm. Is he claiming to be Malaysian? Yeah, he claims to be Malaysian who's moved to Taiwan. Ah, so okay he made la. this film actually also because um, he is processing his father's... Uh, yeah, that's true, his father yeah. died. But of course he was already an adult when the father died. La. Uh, yeah. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was what he okay. said in an interview. So, anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, so like, like Ronnie Chang, for example, did not lose his accent. He doesn't speak like an American, although he's been there longer. 
Uh, well, I don't know how long Marcus Yam was there. Not a criticism of Marcus Yam lah, because there are many Malaysians who have never even been to America who live in Malaysia but still speak like Americans. Like our children. Yeah, uh, yeah, and a lot of people on radio, uh, all the radio DJs out there who seems to be able to speak in American and British accents. Uh, but it depends then, on which which, uh, which radio depends station, which radio station. Which station you're on. Right? If, okay, if, anyway, but now you're the bank radio station. If, if you're on a radio oh station God. that plays like the top of the pops hits music, suddenly you go American accent. But if you're on a radio station which talks about intellectual newsy stuff, then you're like, oh, I have a cup of tea. Ah. So it depends, lah. Right? Uh, then you've got the the, the the RTM radio where they don't know. Uh, my accent is a mix of a uh, 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 Australian God, got British, also got American, also got. Macam macam macam. Ah, so I want to hear. I want to hear this Kevin. I want to hear him speak. Yeah, like Chai Min Liang, he only speaks in Mandarin, no? He doesn't speak in Malay, hmm. or even in English. Hmm. Oh. I've never heard him speak, lah. Hmm. So it's interesting. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The diaspora. So you now. Know, Exodus. So what? yeah, I would say watch the film. Okay. Watch the film. Selamat Hari Raya. Let's know what you think. Selamat Hari Raya because it is Hari Raya. Mm. We haven't done the Raya videos yet. We will Stay though. Stay tuned. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So like this video. Don't like this video. Subscribe to us. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Uh, at Fatbidin. Go to fatbidin.com to get everything. Uh, comment. Right. Comment in Mandarin. And I want to see your Mandarin if I read it in China Mandarin or Taiwanese Mandarin. Yeah, because you would know the difference. Yeah, when, sure. when you read it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you've been watching and listening to the Fabian Film Club. Uh, I'm assuming I'm Zan Azli. And I'm Shelly Ibusan. Taipan. No, I was going to say. For sure. For sure. For sure.